grab a cinder scratch, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Earth's podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Earth's podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Earth's podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Earth's podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 238 of the Drunk Nationals Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Tyler. I gotta say, man, it's like this is still kind of like interesting to me just to hear the name, just to hear the number of the episode, you know, it's like we're already 200 some episodes inside, and it's just fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 238, still going strong. I know, I know. And this week is no different than any other. That's to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'll say this, though, man. It's like I have been really engrossed in trying to collect things for the PlayStation 3. Yesterday, yesterday I did a little bit of searching around for GameStop. Even though I did, like, uh, I did pick up the usual things that... Uh, would release around this time the new pokemon game ultra sun while i was looking through ps3 stuff i stumbled across a nes classic used at gamestop for about 60 bucks and obviously i picked that sucker up (laughs) as you do yeah that's just the thing man it's like we all know by now the whole spiel when the nes classic released there was very limited quantities people were buying them and selling them on sites like Craigslist, Ebay's for like double, triple the price of what it was. But ironically enough, I timed it just right to where it was my payday. I was going into GameStop anyway to check to see if like I could find a decent game, which I just picked up Ultra Sun, Pokemon Ultra Sun, you know. Then all of a sudden I randomly see an NES Classic. It's like, and the best part about it is that thing came in literally within the past couple days. <laughs> So, oh man, I'll tell you one thing, man, it's like my brother, he definitely loves playing stuff like this, and it was pretty much bought with his, like, uh, with his interests in mind, so that was definitely a feel-good moment, especially over the months that I've been trying to search for that darn thing for uh, him, (laughs) (laughs) but on another front... Going back towards today and stuff, I went also to check out for some PS3 stuff, and I ended up picking up, like, about $50 worth of PS3 games, which, a lot of which were, like, about five bucks. Five, six bucks or something. They're still having this, like, big sale in my pawn shop, which, like, 20% off, like, 360 and PS3 games and stuff. So, I picked up some of the usual suspects, including a couple of third-party games that, uh, you could probably get on the PS4 or anywhere else if you wanted to, but they were dirt cheap, so I decided to pick them up anyway. So as of this moment, I picked up all three of the Resistance games. These games I never even played, hardly, except for like the first one. So I picked up Resistance 1, 2, and 3, 
I have rebought Infamous, the original Infamous. I'm nice. happy. I'm happy to have bought that. That game is enjoyable. It's also one of the first like games I actually played from Sucker Punch. The next one is The Last of Us, which I personally have went on record as saying on the podcast before that I probably didn't want to play replay that game again, but uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I made myself a liar out of that time. So I'm probably going to be playing I'm probably going to be playing through that game sometime within the next like month or two, who knows. I picked up Dishonored for 5 bucks, which hey, I had all the other DLC for the game itself. So all I was missing was the uh the actual physical disc. So I picked it up for dirt cheap. I picked up. I actually picked up. Uh, oh gosh, what was the game that I? Well, I picked up Far Cry Three. <laughs> I don't know why that took me a little <laughs> bit, but uh, Far Cry Three was a game I tried out on the PS3 when I first had it. But I, you know, with. With my interest in the PS3 waning at that point, I just didn't go ahead and finish it. So, the common theme for these pickups are games that I had probably not even finished before that I want to go ahead and just say, hey, you know what? I got this PS3. I got a, There are a lot of great games I can buy for dirt cheap. Let's go ahead and see what I can find. So, Fallout 3 was another one. But the number one game that I picked up out of this this uh, potential haul was the original Nier. Now, Nier is a it's actually considered a underrated game for the PlayStation 3. It's also considered probably one of the better games for the system. And another common thing about it is I have never played it, nor have I beaten it. But it's a prequel game to a game released this year, Nier Automata. So... I want to play this game before playing Nier Automata. <laughs> so this is definitely one of the main reasons why I ended up buying this PS3 to begin with. Because I wanted to play certain games that were not available on the PS4. Other than that, though, everything else during the week has been busy more so than normal since Black Friday, as of this recording, is over a week from now. At least, at least six days or so. So everything else is just falling into place to where, hey, there's sales going on, there's a bunch of games to be played, there's a bunch of, like, uh, work to be done, plus Thanksgiving! Mm-hmm. Some motherfucking turkey, dude! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ham, turkey, rolls, oh god. Hawaiian it just kinda, rolls. Ugh. It just kind of makes me wonder, Tyler, it's like, do you got a good Thanksgiving memory? Uh, <laughs> I mean... Not really. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have like any. We don't, you know, Thanksgiving. We, we when I was younger, we used to have a lot, of, you know, bigger get-togethers, but we never really did anything spectacular, other than yeah, going over to the the aunt, uncle's, grandpa, grandma's house or whatever, and uh, eat a bunch of food, watch football. What about you? Yeah, that's definitely the type of thing I would generally do, dude. That's just like uh, last year. It was like. I woke up, I, like, uh, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I woke up, I watched some bits of football, I played some turkey, not played some turkey, <laughs> I yeah. ate some turkey. <laughs> yeah, I played with my turkey before I ate it. <laughs> you should play with your food. Yeah, I know, right? But, uh, yeah, you know what, it was really relaxing last year, and, let's see, I remember there being, like, a time, like, during Thanksgiving where we actually went to a restaurant, 
We ate mm. some bits of food during that year, but it really wasn't that memorable. <laughs> that yeah. good. So that's why after that year, we decided to make our own shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, though, it's like, what? how have you been doing, Tyler? Uh, it's been a uh, crazy week at the at the Tyler household. Um, going to bring it down for a little bit here. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, this past Monday, my grandpa, uh, passed away. Um, yeah, so it's been a, it's my mom's dad. So it's been a, um, rough week for everybody. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was nice that my work was really, um, understanding of it and let me have the time I needed for everything. Uh, a lot of long, long days. Uh, it's been a, it's it's kind of been a fog of a week, like just, um, like I said, it's been long days, but it's been a blur at the same time. Um, and I was thinking, you know, a lot about it, about, about him. Um, and it was crazy when I, when I was thinking about when I was a kid in my childhood, cause, uh, my, my parents were young when they had me. Um, my mom was 17, my dad was 18. I'm gonna get a little personal here. Um, but, um, when you, when you're younger, you know you spend your parents are a bit of partiers. You spend a lot of time at the grandparents' houses, and uh, I spent a lot of time back in the day uh, at his house, at all my grandparents' house, but um, his his especially. And um, and I remember, you know, I've talked about a few times in the past on the show um, that my other grandpa that passed away in uh, I think 2000, 2001, and. Um, when he passed away, I, I got his PlayStation. And that's where I found Metal Gear. And I was talking about how Pokemon Yellow and Metal Gear Solid 1 were the games that got me into gaming. And I think back to when I was a kid, um, when I was 7, 8, 9 years old. Um, I used to go over to his place a lot. Um, and he um, he uh, he was a retired cop. And he would play Super Nintendo a lot. And he had like the PlayStation. Like We didn't have the PlayStation back then. The PS, he had the PS2 on on launch day we didn't have a ps2 back then you know holy shit yeah and uh but but it was crazy like he we used to this pawn shop that i think it was like i can't i don't even know if it's still around or what it was called or whatever but uh he used to go there a lot i think it was like a a popular pawn shop for cops and stuff to go to oh and um he bought me my first game boy you know uh and that's the game boy i got you know my the next year i got pokemon yellow with uh and i used to go over to his place all the time spend a night there my parents went out and I would play. We, him, and I, would be up till I fell asleep playing Super Mario World. I remember back in the day, we got to like World <laughs> Seven. I think it's World Six or Seven that we get to the Lost Woods, um, and I, we never could figure out the secret to get to the next world. Um, and playing the shit of Adam's Family on Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, that game's that's a bad game, but back then I used to love it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. He bought my first Super Nintendo. You know, it just I'm just tying this all in the gaming, but it's just crazy to think that. Uh, <clears throat> um, that my two grandfathers were kind of the people that shaped me most into really kind of the not to who I am, you know, as far as like the thing I love the most uh, to do video games. Uh, the reason I'm here, the reason I talk to a lot of people I talk to, um, is really because of them. Um, and I thought it was yeah. kind of kind of cool when I was thinking about that. It's like holy shit, like. Stuff you just don't realize, you know, when they're around um, until they're no longer around and just, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, 
it's been a rough week other than that um yeah uh i don't really know how to segue out of that sorry about that guys well uh, tyler look at it this way you had a great amount of time with both of your grandfathers mm-hmm. i'll just say this man it's like at least you had the time you had the opportunity and uh inside the span of your life where you got to know both of them and enjoyed some fabulous memories of them. I mean, it's a lot better than just, like, say, never meeting them or, like, hardly ever spending time or anything with them. Yeah. I I know that personally, you know, for myself because uh, both my grandfathers died before, like, uh, I even had a chance to get to know them, you know? So it's like my grandfather on my mom's side, he passed away from uh, cancer, like around when I was like what six months old or something like that. Then I had my other grandfather on my dad's side. He uh, passed on from uh, dementia and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> I understand. I understand like how you're feeling in terms of like uh, the personal loss and stuff. But uh, that's like what I say, man. You just enjoy the time that you have with your family because I know personally for a fact, it's like I know it's like they're not going to be around forever. So it's like just yeah. little things like say, playing games or something with them, or, like, uh, it's just enjoying some, like, just personal moments or something from your life and stuff, that's that's just what keeps you going, you know? It's, like, the personal memories, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to cherish those times. It's it was just kind of, like, tying into, I guess, the this, this show. It was just kind of, like, like those, those two people um, made a huge effect on me as who I was, who I am, and the thing I do the most in this world. Um... Uh, but yeah, um, let's do a not so subtle segue out of that uh, into <laughs> kind of you know, the real reason we're really here. Um, but I, I mean, to jump back, it's just like, uh, well, quick, I'm sorry again, but it's just with everything going on this week, it's like you realize more and more like why I like doing this show. Yeah, and the reason you do it, it's just like it, it gives you a break. It, I get to bullshit about video games for an hour, hour and a half every week with um one or two of my best friends in this whole world uh thank you gables for doing this with me every week for almost five years now oh you're uh, welcome like wouldn't yeah. happen any other way yeah uh <laughs> cheers to you but and i get you know i could drink some beer uh justin when he's here when he's able to i know he's busy but um he's not here by the way um uh, but uh <laughs> you know yeah it's it's just yeah I, I was really happy to get back into doing the show this weekend i was like i really need to do the show uh, kind of get back to some normalcy and just get away from the bullshit for a while. So it was, yeah. So episode two hundred thirty-eight, four and a half years in, um, and now more than ever, you look. I mean, I, I look back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I, we did this. Sh- we're still doing this show. Um, anyways, jumping back uh, into the real reason we're here um, to talk about some of the games and uh, some of the games we've been playing. Uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead, Gables, because the game I've been playing this week is gonna tie into some of our news. So no problem. All right. Well, the games that I have really been playing this week. Let's see. Other than being busy for most of it, I didn't really have a chance to get in depth with playing a single game up until I wreck around Friday. So quintessentially yesterday. Like I said before, I picked up Pokemon Ultra Sun. I played. I've. I have a please. I have at least played at least three hours of it, if I'm not mistaken. So, from the get-go, I already know what to expect from, say, Pokemon Sun and Moon, you know, in general. So, with uh, the release of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, 
the game definitely does feel familiar to the past uh, couple games. But at the same time, I am noticing from my initial uh, gameplay, my first impressions of the game, that there are subtle differences and there definitely are tie-ins that are different than Pokemon Sun and Moon. For example, not like when during the first area of this game, the background graphics are a little bit more flushed out, a little bit more brighter in terms of scenery. Kind of like uh kind of like for example, when you notice like some of the cutscenes, some of the backgrounds of the trees and stuff are a little bit more colorful, things are a little bit more brighter as of as of which and stuff. To be perfectly honest with you, the game really does look better. They definitely... Game Freak, in general, I felt, pushed the 3DS hardware to its absolute limits with this game. It's kind of amazing to think back to when they first released Pokemon X and Y, back around 2013, that uh, they thought that was pretty much as much as they thought they can get out of the 3DS up until they went through Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and then quintessentially with Sun and Moon, respectively. So now with the release of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, they have not only topped some of the graphical prowess that they've done with Sun and Moon like a year earlier, but they definitely have included a, like more interesting aesthetic overlays to some uh, various portions of the game menus, like for example, when you go and you pop up the game menu, right, by pressing the X button, you'll automatically see some new overlays for some options, and they give that, that sort of like Hawaiian feel to the Alola region, which that's largely where the game's based out of anyway, the, pretty much the Pokemon version of Hawaii, but uh, gameplay-wise, there definitely isn't too much change, it's quintessentially the same as uh, Sun and Moon. You're basically going through, like, getting your starter, going through the couple things. You're still doing, like, the island trials, facing off against captains and such. But what is different from what I've noticed, there are different types of Pokemon that you encounter a lot earlier inside the game. And there are some from past games that have made it in as sort of like secret type of uh, characters to start off with. Like, for example, in the original Sun and Moon, when I went through my playthroughs... Let's see, there are certain Pokemon like Abra and like Mukohita that you can encounter a little bit earlier on inside the game that I've noticed. There's also other types of varieties of Pokemon of uh, different types. Like there's some like extra flying types, extra like uh, water, psychic, different types of Pokemon in general. From... My initial play, I it's like it's barely been like a couple hours inside my gameplay, and I've already caught like about 15, 16 different types of Pokemon. And what I've been finding out is there are some that actually that I've caught for the first time that have certain hidden abilities and definitely have like certain uh, positive, beneficial natures this time around. I'm not too sure if it's just uh, my luck of the draw with capturing some of them and all of a sudden getting some of these things which are beneficial. But the reason why I say that is I caught a Picky Peck towards the beginning of the game, and Picky Peck has one of two abilities. The second ability is sort of like a hidden one. It's called Skill Link. Now, what Skill Link is is a, an ability which allows you to hit... If you learn a move that hits multiple times, say, like, Bullet Seed. Bullet Seed is a move to where you... It's a grass-type 
it's a grass type move that hits between two to five times and each time it hits like about like a quarter of damage or something like that but with skill link it guarantees you to hit all of those shots so quintessentially what would have been a two to five hit move guarantees now guarantees to be a five hit move you know and it breaks up abilities say like sturdy and stuff and uh some other different types of stuff but (laughs) that's enough about the whole like in-depth sort of things of that but overall pokemon ultra sun has been really it's been okay so far it's been really like kind of like average in comparison to uh, so far there are some things that are new that are that have been introduced but at the same time it's nothing like uh too much different from sun and moon from last year now I'm waiting until I get further into the game to give, like, more of my impressions of it. And I do know the post-game is going to be a lot better in terms than in comparison to Sun and Moon. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. So, Tyler, you go on ahead. All right, cool. Um, all right, I was going to ask you if you thought, like, the, yeah. the differences are so far, I guess, but you're still early, early on. I was curious if the differences were enough to make it worth it, but... Well, that's just the thing, though. It's... Like I said before, Tyler, I'm three hours in. I yeah. am still deciding upon certain party members to put upon my team, which I am very close. Actually, I think I am very close to figuring out what my team's going to be right now, this early cool. on in the game. Yeah. So that's obviously a plus, considering my playthroughs of Pokemon Diamond and then Pokemon Gold and stuff earlier on this year. It's like, I, I struggle up until the very last <laughs> portions of those games to deciding upon team members. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll definitely have more for the next week. Yeah. I, f- I feel like this is kind of like, your Madden, in a way. Like, it is. Or to some people, it's like, ah, it's the same game every year. But to, to you, you're going to notice the, the uh, subtle differences to make this game uh, a little more well, worth yeah. it to you. Well, yeah, exactly. Every person has that one game they want to play every year in order to get the most out of it because they keep finding some enjoyable like for example you have madden there are certain people that play call of duty every year some people that play the assassin's creed games every year too and then there's people like me that like to play pokemon games like every year sometimes multiple times in a year (laughs) yeah true very true um no that's cool man i'm curious to hear what you say about about that part um about the differences um but I've been playing, uh, I picked up, I'm playing more Assassin's Creed. Uh, I'm about 19, 20 hours into it. Wow. Uh, but not too much more to add, more to last week. I'll, I'm continuing playing it. I haven't played it much this week. Uh, like Gables, really haven't had time to game. Um, up until really yesterday as well, uh, I, I read box. I did not buy. I read boxed um, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, strictly for the game campaign, it's, it's something I've talked about. Before my plan for a long time is if I was able to, I'm just going to red box it and play through the campaign. And uh, did that. I finished it uh, this afternoon. Uh, oh. it's probably uh, took me a little under, probably a little under five hours, four and a half hours maybe. Wow. Um, yeah. It's okay. not super long. Uh, but man, uh, during this whole campaign, I have struggled with, I can't tell if I like it or not. Um, so... Okay, just tell us about the basics of, like, yeah. what, how this campaign is structured, then. Yeah, so the, the whole part of it is you play as, I think, uh, Eden, or Aiden, uh, and she is a commander for the, um, 
for the Empire. And it's something like they've been pushing from the like very beginning about this game is you're 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 going to be on the Empire and what happens what what happened to the Empire after um, Episode Six. So it starts off yeah with you uh, with with the second Death Star being destroyed. So it's on the Battle of Endor, which is the very last part of Episode Six. And it's supposed to deal with what happened to the Empire after the after the you know basically the rebellion the rebellion won essentially, and I'm like that's a really kind of cool uh, not a premise you know something we haven't really seen before in uh, Star Wars really discovered um, or talked about, and uh, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of, the, out of this game because it doesn't matter all right so if you don't want to worry if you're worried about spoilers I guess skip for like five minutes but there's not much to spoil here. Um, so about an hour into it, that goes to shit, and all of a sudden, like, your your main character, um, all of a sudden she's like, oh, I don't like what you're doing now, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna join the Rebellion, and she joins the Rebellion, and her dad's, like, the Admiral, who's basically running the, the Empire now, okay. and, like, the whole story, from the very get-go, like, is just nonsense, like, it is, like, Michael Bay-esque, like, bullshit. Oh, no. Um... Like they don't like I don't know the acting and everything like that the motion capture all of that is fantastic it looks great they sound great the actors are great um, but the story is bullshit um, like and there's okay so I'm gonna skip ahead to the end here so like it's a four hour campaign there's maybe about twenty minutes of cutscenes and. There's this other person. So there's three of you in this crew. You're the Infer- the Inferno Squad. You're like the the top squad in in the Empire, and two of you switch sides. Uh, you and Dell, and then the other guy. I think Hask is his name. He's like the main bad guy, but you see him for like a whole like fucking ten minutes throughout the game. So he doesn't oh, look like nice. a bad guy. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, but like, there's been like no hint of anything between Dell and your main character Aiden uh, through the entire game, and all of a sudden in the like the second to last cutscene of the game. All of a sudden, like there's supposed to be like this relationship here, and they hint what? at like they hint at like the fact that like he he's like he's like she goes out for the last mission, which is the battle for Jakku, um, and they're like he's like don't die, but he says it in like a very like like don't like I love you kind of way, and then the last cutscene of the game, the second uh, so I'm sorry that was the third to last cutscene, the second to last cutscene is after they they both survive spoilers. Um, she kisses him or they kiss each other whatever and i'm just like what what did this this doesn't make what this doesn't make any sense (laughs) there is no foreshadowing at all in this entire like it's just like they just did shit to make shit like it was just like they're writing scenes like out of order it's like ah we'll fill in the gaps later and they just never did um and that's just the story that's like the least amount of problems with this game other than the story i had to write notes because this game you fucking, wrote notes. There's notes, guys. This game fucking sucks. You hear paper. I wrote them down. Oh, I literally took a <laughs> this pencil. This game pissed you off that you actually wrote down notes. <laughs> I wrote down notes because I don't want to. I don't want to miss a fucking thing. Okay. Uh, first off, every single um, uh, level you play on takes place on a um, multiplayer map. Okay. So that's stupid. Um, that's just, and that's not that's in the scheme of things not a big deal. Uh, okay, so that's like taken out of the original Titanfall. Go on. Well, Titan, original Titanfall didn't have didn't have a campaign though. It was just. But the fact of the matter is, it's campaign maps. I'm just saying. Yeah, you 
Uh, yeah, well, the, the campaign was the online. Um, so throughout the game, like about half of the game, you don't even get to play as these characters. Okay. Don't even play as them. You play as the heroes of the game. So this entire game this campaign is basically just like, hey, play the multiplayer, guys, because that's all it is. So like, and like, tease, like, give me teases and little shit for play to unlock the heroes in the game, so you can buy loot boxes, so you can unlock those heroes. Uh, excuse me. So like every two levels, you play as like a hero. You play as Luke Skywalker in one level. You play as Han Solo. You play as um, Kylo Ren. Spoiler alert for that one. Uh, and Lando Calrissian and uh, Leia. And they don't make any sense to the story. Like it, it's forced, and it's just like all of a sudden there's a cutscene of one of them, and you're playing as them. And only Billy D. Williams came back for the voice. Everybody else is different <laughs> people. So it's super obvious that these are not like like it's pretty bad voice acting, um, comparative. Like there's, I mean, there's no way you're gonna replace those voices, but uh, it, it it sucks. And then like, so you're playing as Luke Skywalker, okay? Luke fucking Skywalker. And you want to know what you do for like the entire mission? You hack and slash flying bugs. That's all it is with your with your lightsaber. You, I'm Luke Skywalker, and I'm I'm hacking and slashing bugs flying beetles that's it no force it, powers no, no like you got, fancy you got force powers but you're fighting bugs you don't need force powers you just swing you like and it's just like i don't even feel like i'm like doing anything good i feel like i'm just i'm just smashing the r2 button and like killing bugs there's like no like skill at all in doing this and you're just doing it for like it's literally like a 10 minute thing where you have to protect somebody while they defuse some defense system. Um, it sucks so bad, man. Like, and it, it all it is, it's just like, it's on, a, it's on a multiplayer map. All it is, is like, hey, here's some characters you can unlock with credits. Or oh, loot no. boxes. So here's some, here's what you can do with them if you unlock them. And then, uh, it's, it sucks. It's boring. Like, how do you, I don't understand how you make Star Wars boring. You got these coolest characters in video games, and you make them boring. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, and then the bugs, not the beetle bugs, actual like video game bugs. There are a plenty. Um, okay. I had one point in a game where I had to replay a, a firefight four times because really? you had to go and kill every single enemy. But one yeah. enemy would glitch and he'd fall over. I recorded this. Um, he would fall over and he would start twitching on the ground, but he wasn't technically dead, so I couldn't beat the level. So I had to jump into, I had to, I had to jump off the side of a platform and die and replay that firefight multiple times just to beat it. Uh, oh, yeah. It, and then during the cutscenes, like the entire cutscenes, all of it, they would just flicker like black, like over and over again. Like I, I thought I was gonna have a seizure playing this game, watching the cutscenes because it would just happen constantly. And then, like, I would, like, so, when you're, when you're running around and you have, like, your character's holding a pistol, he just holds his arm straight out the entire time while, wow. while he's running. And his arm will go into, like, whatever, like, he's, he's in front of. It's, like, so, so that way your body, like, your chest is pressed up against it. So, like, your arm will go into the wall. And then, like, the, but the reticle will show, like, it's pointed directly at the enemy. But it's not, it's just hitting the wall. It's just hitting the wall. It happened to me constantly. I try, you can play in first person. You can play in third person. It doesn't matter. It just does it. 
it doesn't matter. It's garbage. This entire game is fucking garbage. Like I, there's some there's some good spots. Okay, there's some spots where I'm like, this feels like Star Wars. Like if this was like Space Wars or something, like a non-Star Wars game, this entire game would be trash. But it has a Star Wars license, so there's some cool characters. There's some cool sounds. There's some cool places to go to, and you got space battles. I get to fucking fly around in the Tie Fighter or an X-wing or whatever, and it's kind of cool. Like the, the, some of the flying missions are probably the best part of that game. Like really, the only good parts of that game. Um, man, this game, wow, it's 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 really disappointing. Like this entire game just blows. Like I really was like, I, I was defending this game for months because I wanted this because since E3. When like, hey guys, there's no season passes. Like, yeah, they're gonna have microtransactions, but it's just gonna be cosmetics, like Overwatch. It's gonna be cool. They're making up for it, guys. We're gonna have a campaign. We're gonna have. They're not gonna do the bullcrap they did with the first Battlefront game, where they only had like six maps. And if you want to play the rest of the game, you have to spend an additional fifty bucks to play. You basically have to pay one hundred and ten bucks to play the entire game. This one, it's gonna have everything. They're gonna splatoon to it, where you get some cool stuff. You're going to get all the cool... You can get a decent amount of stuff in the beginning, but then you're going to get all the DLC for, uh, for free later. It's going to be awesome. Oh, and I almost forgot. There's no ending to the campaign. You want to know You want to know when you can play the ending? Wow. When they, when they release it in, as DLC in a month. In a month. It just ends. It just ends on a teaser. And I looked it up. I'm like, that was... like Because it, it, it's... Okay. So it takes place over a year. Like, it ends a year after episode six. And they, like, you have no idea it's been a year. They just, like, and, like, a cutscene, or, like, you're flying around your ship, at, like, the third to last mission. And they're like, it's crazy, it's been a year. And that was it. That was how they <laughs> made it so it's been a year later. Other than that, it feels like it's just been back to back to back to back to back. There's no breathing room in between there. And all of a sudden, it's been a year, guys. It's been a year since, since, uh, we, since the, the Death Star was blown up, uh, and so the final, after you, you beat the final mission, you skip, like, it says decades later. And you find one of the characters, um, and Kylo Ren shows up. And he kills one of the main characters from the from the story. And yep. that person's now old. And, uh, you know, like, ooh, well, we should probably do something about that. Otherwise, we're going to attract this person. They're going to come get us. And, like, and that's like, that's exactly what I want. And then it just ends. That was it. There's no credits. Uh, it just ends. It just says Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I looked it up. They're, they're going to finish this, the campaign with DLC that comes out like the week of the movie coming out. So basically, it's just a, it's a way to kind of build up hype, I guess, for the movie. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. It, oh, fuck this game, man. Like, and it just feels the entire campaign. And, like, you unlock, like, you get, like, credits and you get shit for loot boxes and you unlock stuff for the multiplayer. Everything is just, it, it doesn't get its chance. There's some cool concepts there on its own. Like, the the core, it's like a Destiny 2, just not nearly as good. Like, the core concept is there. Like, you got you got a good mechanic as far as gameplay goes. You got a pretty, some pretty cool new characters. You got a good concept of the fact that you're going to play as the Empire. Which sounds really cool. That's something I would like. To, I'm really interested in. Like, what happens? What does the Empire do after you know Darth Vader and uh, the Emperor are dead? Like, that's stuff I want to know as a Star Wars fan. And they just throw it up. Like, that was everything they teased for months about since they announced this campaign. And 45 minutes in, an hour in, they just throw it out the window. And now I'm I'm all of a sudden a, a good guy. And the, the, after I've killed and 
destroyed tons of people and worlds and ships from the rebellion. All of a sudden, they're like, all right, you're cool. Like, that was there was like a cutscene where it was like, all right, that's cool. Here's some ships. Come to help us fight this battle. Like, okay. All right. The first mission is me fake getting captured so I can get inside your ship to steal your plans. And then six missions later, I'm now, I surrender myself so I can join your cause and you're just cool with it. I'm like, I just, like an hour and a half ago, I just double crossed you guys and now you're cool with it. Like, okay, this sucks. This all sucks. Uh, It sucks. Fuck. It just sucks, Gables. You know what? Um, the last time you were this adamant about hating a game on the podcast was uh, <laughs> Resident Evil Six. Oh God, <laughs> there's got to be something else in there, man. Like I can't. It's, it. It might be well, Resident Evil Six bad. It might it be. It may that be bad. Resident Evil Six bad. It may be that bad. Huh? It's it's up there. It's up there that bad. Well, uh, let me ask you: Are there instances where ammo does not? Uh, I don't know. Does not like uh, register. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's not that bad. But it's close. It's close. Uh, I just got flashbacks to um, Chris Redfield's campaign in Resident Evil 6. You're right. It's not that bad. Uh, but it's close. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I just, I don't get how they, you fuck it up that bad. I don't get it. Um, but anyways, it, oh, the other thing that's shitty is when you used to beat the campaign uh, a few days ago, you'd get 20,000 credits for... Yep. Um, for beating the campaign, for you can take over to uh, the multiplayer, where you can unlock yep. loot box. You can buy loot boxes with that, or buy characters or whatever. Well, now you only get five thousand because they cut that seventy-five percent without. But they didn't mention that in the in the press release because scrolling on over into the news, uh, we're talking about a lot. It's been a lot of shit going on. <laughs> it's been a crazy every day. It's been like. Every morning I wake up and look up at Twitter, and it's like something crazy and new has been going on with Star Wars Battlefront 2. And the game didn't officially come out until Friday, just yesterday. Yep. And every day, something crazy has been going on for the last week. Um, so, like I said, you used to get 20000 now you get 5000 But when they people started freaking out, and right, I think rightfully so, when people started doing some investigation on... So you can unlock heroes and villains in, in the multiplayer, like Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, all those, uh, Rey, and you buy credit, you earn credits for playing the game, and you buy, you, you can buy characters and lock them, and that could be, that's like your uh, superpower move you can do in the, in, the, in the multiplayer. Well, people figured out, so Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker cost 60,000 credits. Um, people figured out, it takes about 40 hours to, um, uh, on like an average uh, game, an average game you earn about I think it was like two two fifty to three hundred credits per game, and it would take you about forty hours of multiplayer game if you average that limit to unlock just one of those characters. Forty hours. Wow. Unless you bought loot boxes. Oh no. Um. So the currency was called crystals, which is what you had. Crystals are what you bought with real money. Um. So the the makeup for that they like all right we're gonna slash the prices of all our heroes. By 75%. So now it's like 15000 for those two characters. But they didn't tell anybody. They didn't mention this, like I said, in the press release when they talked about. They were also slashing the, the currency you get in the campaign by 75%. The 5000 Oh. So, a little, a little dastardly there. A little shitty there. But in the grand scheme of things, not nearly as big as deal as Metroid going on. So other people did some math, did some research into it. To unlock... I looked. I was looking at the multiplayer stuff and all the things you can earn, and like in the in the emotes 
are the and the loot boxes you get like emotes you get like uh uh like weapons you get uh special effects you can do um you can earn different like costumes uh, it has like thousands upon thousands of things you can earn and you can get duplicates so uh-huh. and also also you can you get crafting uh points which you need crafting points upgrade your abilities um which <laughs> makes a pretty big difference looking at some of those abilities you can get uh, over in the grand scheme of things uh and people did, the, did some research on it and it, to unlock everything in this game if you didn't get any duplicates it would take you six months of gameplay Oh no! To unlock everything in this game, or if you didn't get any duplicates, twenty one hundred dollars in loot boxes. Twenty one hundred dollars. Twenty one hundred dollars in loot boxes, uh, it, with real money, loot boxes. If you wanted to, um, if you didn't get any, you didn't receive anything twice. That's what it would take you to do. God, Six what months. Kind of black market bullshits. This man. Yeah. <laughs> um. So on Thursday, Thursday night, they actually. Pulled the microtransactions for now. Okay. For now. Uh, in a press release uh, from DICE, um, this is what they said. We've heard the concerns about potential giving players unfair advantages. And we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. That's bullshit. Um, this mm. is never our intention. Sorry we didn't we didn't get this quite right. You're goddamn right you didn't get quite right. Um, so, yeah. This game, like, I have said for... The past couple months or so, when we talk since loot boxes and microtransactions have become the thing, is like if you guys want a game, buy the game. Just don't buy the loot boxes. You want to prove a point, and I said it last week on the show too, that they're not going to look at people that don't buy the game. They're going to look at people that they that bought the game and see what they did, with, um, whether they bought microtransactions, how many they bought, how did it work, if it didn't work, what worked, what didn't work, all that. Um, I'm at the point now where I hope people just don't buy this game. And it sounds like so far, um, sales won't be out for a little bit on this. But so far, it sounds like the sales are not being up quite up to snuff. Uh, the actual uh, EA's stock price went down two uh, percent um, on Friday when it sh- they were expecting to go up a decent amount. When you, know, you got the, one of the biggest games of the year coming out, you expect a little jump in stock price, but they did not quite get that. It was so bad that the CEO of Disney um, had somebody come and contact um, EA about this um earlier in the week about the, the concern of this they got a big movie coming out in about a month guys and the last thing they want is people are going to hear star wars and all this shit they're not going to think ea they're going to look at disney uh so yeah a lot of crap going on gables oh definitely so <laughs> and that's this is this is exactly the type of thing that we knew eventually may happen where some big profile game, AAA game, is going to get absolutely shat upon because of the implementation of the entirety of it, almost consistently dependent upon loot boxes. You know, and this mm-hmm. is a good example of it. Star Wars Battlefront 2. That game was fundamentally structured so you shelled money in it so that you could actually get the most out of the game. Mm-hmm. Not only just out of the game... But it sounds like to me, it's like even so much though, you have to wait until you have to buy the fucking ending to the game. I mean, come on. Yeah. You gotta have all your ducks in a row. You gotta have and make sure from day one that your consumer is going to play and enjoy this game to the fullest extent without having to pay for cookie cutter bullshit like, say, extra chapters that were originally supposed to be in the game or on disc DLC. Well, the DLC you know, like the, the, is gonna be free. I forgot yeah. to point that out. So the, the story DLC will be free. 
that's just ridiculous to me that you're gonna push that off a month. But go ahead, right, I'm sorry. right, 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 right. But just the fact that remains right now is like, I really hope that the fall from Star Wars Battlefront Two here actually inf- affects the gaming industry to where we'll see less of this type of crap available. Because as far as this outpouring negative things that have happened, you know, like negative press that's been going on right here, I hope it gets bigger. Why? Because I want it to affect the game, the gaming companies in a way where they're going to step back. I hope they step back from implementation so much of these fucking loot crate shit and not have it be as bad as what has happened right currently with Star Wars Battlefront 2. I mean, we're at a point now where we're just like a game or two away, a, a game or two, a AAA game away, where potentially a lot of the pieces are just going to be decided upon just like uh, pay in it, like with parts, say like say with just loot boxes, you know. It's, it's basically kind of like going back to what Jim Sterling has said previously in some of his more recent videos, to where the AAA, certain AAA games feel like mobile games on your phone, you know, iOS or, like, your tablet or whatsoever, and it's just, there's a paywall that you gotta go through to fully enjoy the game. Sort of like, well, there are some games, say, like Clash of Titans and stuff, where you pay little bits here and there and stuff in order to progress further and stuff. The same can be made true for games like Star Wars Battlefront 2, to some extent Shadow of War, where the gameplay in and of itself is revolving around some form of a paywall. Yes, you can still play through the game completely without having to shell out money to it, but especially with Battlefront 2, it seems like to me from hearing Tyler talk about it, from hearing other people around the know in the gaming industry talk about it, and especially seeing bits of pieces of footage and all the glitches and all the random crap and all the other shit that's been going through with the game being out for 24 hours it's it's more so apparent that this game was structured from the get-go to at least benefit from those who were going to spend the most you know just the game in and of itself structured around the concept of shelling so much for the loot crates for the dlc for everything else just just the most bang for your buck they wanted to try to suck out of you pretty yeah. much um yeah and, and I, I it just sucks that like i i've said for a long time i'd rather have free you know free maps no season pass free maps all that shit yeah um new game modes for free like overwatch, like overwatch it's always gonna be the example uh Obviously, it sucks that microtransactions are a thing, but and the in where in a world where those are, it's going to be forever be a thing. That's that's it. They're the example. They're the per, so they have perfected the loot box system, the microtransaction system. Um, and I, Dan Riker actually had a really good uh, Twitter post about this. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday, whenever the news hit, and I uh, talked about how this game is without the microtransactions, without the loot boxes, without buying them. The progression in this game is fundamentally broken. Yep. The entire game was built around loot boxes, about earning yep. them. And this was and not only about loot boxes, and about how I mean, it's not just about oh, there's loot boxes and there's so many things to unlock. It's that the fact that the things you get in those loot boxes fundamentally is it is pay to win. 
Like, yep. I was looking at the abilities you unlock, all the things you unlock, the things you need to get to progress this game fast. Um, or to, if you press through it normally, if all that stuff was in there and there was no loot boxes, I'm like, ooh, that takes a long time to get that. But it's progression. You know, we've, played, I, we've all played, I beat Resident Evil 4 like six times to get the million dollar rocket launcher. That was the infinite rocket launcher. So I can run through the game, which is a rocket launcher, you know? Um, yeah. For it, this game is gonna be built for it. The multiplayer is built for people to play continuously. It's like any other multiplayer game, big multiplayer game, and that's whatever. But the, the fact that all that you can buy all that shit in there and you could just take shortcuts throughout the entire thing is gross. And like yes. I was like the campaign, it it just feels like an it's just a giant advertisement for loot boxes and the multiplayer, and to push you more and more. That way, it's the gateway drug. It's like what I talked about last week with Assassin's Creed Origins, where they gave you 200 free helix points, that um, which are the real world, the real money currency in in that game. They give you just enough to buy the cheapest thing on on the menu, and it's just a way to get because they want to give you a little bit more. And I was told, I told you guys, I, I told it, I said it. It tempted me to bu- go ahead and spend a few bucks and get some more uh, stuff out of the, out of the thing, but I didn't do it. Still haven't done it. Um, and that's what this is. It's just everything is pushing you towards loot boxes, um, and I, 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 it's you can't escape in this game. Like other games, you can kind of, you can kind of gloss over a little bit. Um, but every, I've, I've read multiple reviews. I've watched multiple reviews in this game. Everybody, it's this, the, it's the key thing, and when people talk about it, is the microtransactions, it, unavoidable. Um, and I've heard people, I've even, like, now that we, we've kind of, I said we're kind of at this, like, I, I guess, for a lack of a better term, war with microtransactions. And where they're going to, where we're going to stand. We're in, it's just, right now we're playing politics and we got to come to a middle. You know, we all got to, we got to agree, okay, you can have this, we'll give up this, you guys give up this, and we'll give you this. So you guys give up season passes, we'll give you loot boxes. You know, ooh, we'll give you cosmetics, but we're not going to give you pay to win. You know, we got to find a middle ground in there. And that's what we're trying to do right now. But they're just going way too far and trying to push for way too much at one time. Um, but I've heard people online now bitching about how, ooh, like, people are just being bullies to EA because it's EA. I'm like, no. This is, no. People are, EA has earned the, this reputation. Like, I love EA because they gave me Madden, okay? I love EA because of that. Um, but they earn this reputation. They have... They have everything people say about them, for the most part, no, I just shouldn't say everything, but look, a good chunk of things people say negatively about them are true, and a lot of it is deserved, and it's just like, ooh, how many of those people that are complaining online about it are actually going to play this game? Well, hopefully, when people who read this news, not a lot, because there's no reason to play this game when you got bullshit like that. Like, I, I, that's the dumbest argument in the world to me, is like, people online complaining are probably going to play that game. Well, I think when people read that, why would they want to play that game? Exactly. It's just going to turn people off. And I think EA came to their senses. They, Because uh, it, it really pisses me off when you think about it. We're like, people that played that, that played it on Tuesday. So the game came out Friday for the $60 edition. But if yep. you wanted to play it on Tuesday, you had to buy the $80 edition. Which I read what came with the $80 edition. Doesn't give you any free like loot boxes or any currency or anything like that. It gives you nothing special for that shit. So even the, the most hardcore, the hardcore people didn't get anything special. Um, and it just kind of fucked them over too. It's like, I paid 80 bucks for this game, and now I got I, I to, gotta, I don't get any special like, advantages or special things like that, which I'm glad they didn't, 
but you're just you're, the most hardcore people are being screwed over even more than the people that bought the game on Friday. Um, mm. It's just this is just a classic case of uh, kind of like a snake oil salesman selling you something that uh, mm-hmm. you think is something fantastic, something wonderful, and all of a sudden you get it home, and all of a sudden it's just exactly what it is. Nothing special. It's just snake oil. Yeah. And quintessentially, EA's done something spectacularly like uh, spectacularly snake oil like, and somehow managing to create a worse, a much more worse product than the original Star Wars Battlefront, which that in and of itself is amazing to think about. We all complain about the original Star Wars Battlefront, the remade, the remade edition on the PS4, on the Xbox One, being a shell experience, which quintessentially it was. It was yeah. gutted. And made you forced to buy just to buy the season pass, the DLC stuff. Then all of a sudden you get this game, where you have a campaign, sure, and yet there are very much like elements where some of the DLC stuff will be free, like story based stuff, like story based maps or whatever. But now, in place of that, you got all of these microtransactions up top of loot crates, up top of all these other types of credits that you can buy main game. It's so convoluted with so much paid, just pay-to-win shit that it's fundamentally a worse game than the original Star Wars Battlefront that they had released a few years prior. That is just unacceptable. Yeah. Not even in a triple... Not just in a triple a space but just as a video game in you know just clear cut just balls to the wall that is just plainly upset like unacceptable as a consumer product that is so anti-consumer that it's just just begging for just like people to go and just like uh, go forth and just blackball the not just blackball but just cut out any type of emphasis on buying future ea games just because of that pinnacle bullshit you know mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, i'm gonna mark this as a win for gamers uh so far uh we won the battle i feel in this case uh to kind of use i mean it's not as big it's not a war it's not a battle i just can't think of a better term for it um but in the grand scheme of things this is uh probably the best case scenario for what we had um and I hope, like I said, the microtransactions, they're, they're going to come back. They even said they're going to bring them back in a better way. Instead of being gross and predatory, they're going to be fun and addictive. So people uh-huh. will buy more. Um, maybe they'll come back as just cosmetics. But th- like I went, like I referenced with the Dan Riker tweet about it's the, the progression is now broken without these yep. loot boxes and microtransactions. Loot boxes are still there. You can earn the credits and buy loot boxes with the credits you earn playing the game. Um, but actually a really shitty thing is... Um, is that you can only you get capped on how many um, um, uh, credits you earn. So if you play for X amount of time, after a certain point, you can't earn any more co- uh, credits for a certain amount of time. Yep. So you're it's still cool pro- yeah. So you're still leveling, but you're no longer earning credits, which is kind of the core mechanic to the game. Outside of leveling up, that actually might actually earning credits might be more important than leveling up in this game. Exactly. Um, so. They, that's another gross thing they did to it. They did a free-to-play thing, like a tapper game. Like, you look at, like, the Simpsons game where it's like, hey, well, you can't do anything for five minutes unless you give us two bucks, then you can play right now. And they, just, they did that. Um, it's just, yeah, it, the whole thing uh, is I just can't believe what they try to do and how they thought 
they can get away with it. It's just asinine you know, it, to me. It's like you know what's going to happen now and stuff. Any other type of positive thing EA is going to attempt to do with this game, it's going to go on deaf ears. Why? Because the damage has already been done. Yeah. You've already released a product onto the market where it's been a whole bunch of predatory bullshit. You move, you remove the way the microtransactions temporarily to try to fix the darn product. But in hindsight, look at what we look at the situation that's presented now. You released a sixty-dollar product to where people want to avoid it now, like the plague, because the game is fundamentally broken with the glitches. What they got. The game is out of whack in terms of progression because it's relied entirely upon the loot box and microtransaction crap. You now have the Disney CEO on your back because of the potential, like the bullshit that's went on into making this game in and of yeah. itself and potentially losing the exclusivity deal, which at this point I kind of wish kind of would happen because this is, this is just dumb in mm-hmm. and of itself. And EA has done everything in its power to almost guarantee they're going to just cut just Disney have just cut them off in general but uh, it's just the last thing and paid things to mind now people it's the holiday season they hear bad publicity or bad negative things about Star Wars Battlefront 2 guess what you're going to lose all that holiday money because gamers we're going to go ahead we're going to focus on everything else that's just released right here we're going to get Wolfenstein 2. We'll probably pick up Assassin's Creed Origins or something like that. Or a mm. lot of us are probably going to wait until Christmas, get a Switch, and then just buy all the various games that have released on that game in the past, that system for the past year because of all the potential hits there. Hell, a lot of us going through and stuff, we're just going to go to probably fucking Call of Duty or something like that, even though that has the fucking loot crate stuff falling from the damn sky. Way better <laughs> than what fuck Star Wars Battlefront 2 is doing, though. Exactly. But the moral of the story is, I don't think there's going to... I don't think EA can do anything at this point to salvage what they've already done with this game. The damage has been done. Gamers are now not going to either not buy it, or they're going to just trade it in mass, get their refunds. Which, which by the way, brings up the thing where people... uh, we're complaining about like there not even being like a refund button on the damn EA's website or it being conveniently hidden. That was a subject of debate this past week as well. <sighs> yeah. Um It didn't have to be this way. No. They you they, take Yeah. They brought this know? on themselves. Exactly. Um, you know, this goes you know, people are pissed about it and it sucks that the hardcore fans kinda got fucked the most, but Yep. Don't I get? I mean, that goes. I've always been someone that hates the whole "don't pre-order games" agenda people do. But in this case, it's like, yeah, don't. I mean, I can see why you don't pre-order games, or at least don't pre-order uh, digital games. Um, I guess. Yep. You don't get your money back when you pre-order them. So, um, yeah, it's just it's been a rough road for the for EA since you know they got Star Wars. Look at the two games they released so far. Mm-hmm. Battlefront was released early because they wanted to get out before the movie came out and that game was a fraction of a game. Battlefront 2 um, loot box microtransaction bullshit but I, I'm just I'm more, the thing that really upsets me more than pretty much anything is the fact that EA Motive who um, was kind of the core people that worked in the, in the campaign and I, I feel bad for them in the, in the sense that they really don't have, they had like about a year to work on this game to make the yep. campaign. So they had no time. So it's hard to like. I'm ripping it, but I like when I think it. When you, the more you think about, it, it's like, man, they probably did the best they could with what they had. 
Um, yep. And they are probably they probably had a decent story in mind. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Like, hey, we need Han Solo. We need Luke Skywalker. We need Kylo Ren. We need we need Leo. You know, like we need all these cool characters that because um, people don't want to play, don't want to do Star Wars if it doesn't have any cool characters that everybody loves in it, which is bullshit. Because Rogue One's awesome and has no, yep. none of the old characters in it. Um, yeah, so I feel like, but EA Motive was supposed to help Visceral make their game, and then at the last minute, uh, I think it was mid to late la- uh, last year. They pulled EA Motive to work on this game, the the Camp Battlefront Two campaign. So now Visceral is gone. That game is scrapped. Who knows? Maybe that, who knows what would happen with Visceral and their game at this point? Um, uh, maybe that game. Maybe Visceral still around. Maybe that game is back on track and doing well. Uh, and it just sucks to know that we couldn't even get a half decent to good campaign out of this. We got a bad campaign and a what sound like a pretty badass game uh canceled um and we got shitty loot boxes uh to show for it <laughs> so yeah it, the whole thing sucks but uh i'm glad you know i going back to the whole people about people being bullies on the internet i'm not gonna I, i'm gonna defend it and this gets a case-by-case basis to me in this case i feel like uh the people the the mass outrage for this uh, online was fair and just and uh people being out there shitty and if, if there was really in fact death threats to ea and it sounds like that actually wasn't the case um to ea developers uh fuck you guys uh that's you, you're that, it's a video game like we get mad about them we get angry about them but that's just dumb don't threaten exactly. people uh, it's a fucking game um I'm, I'm happy you're passionate about gaming but cool your jets a little bit okay buddy all right, mm. bye, puppy. Much happier, trust me. Or get yourself some serious mental help. Seriously, that too, and a puppy, and a puppy, <laughs> and a puppy. <laughs> and a puppy. Uh, they they do wonders. Um, but moving away from all that, we talked about a little bit last week about the GameStop. They're doing the Power Pass, the the uh, yeah. rental service. Um, GameStop has temporarily suspended uh, the rental service, and actually, like. <laughs> Yeah, so they actually had a soft lunch, I guess, earlier in the week in some places. Um, and I guess they're going to refund those customers that had that paid for it. it 60 bucks for six months. Um, they didn't really give a reason. Uh, they had a, they of had a pro- course not. They had a press release saying, we have elected to temporarily pause the rollout of the new PowerPass subscription service based on a few program limitations we have identified. Uh, we feel this is the right thing to do for now and to ensure that we are able to provide our guests an exceptional, uh, exceptional service. Um, so Kotaku talked to a couple of GameStop employees, uh, and the GameStop employees uh, said that the they think the the retailer uh, retailer has informed staff that the, all the signs about the Power Pass program should be pulled down. Employees speculate the new rental service was suspended because the company's outdated computer system isn't capable of handling the new program. Oh um, bullshit! So maybe true. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised. That's kind of I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Uh, I I want. It's like it's hard to say. It wouldn't be too surprised. Like you're fucking GameStop, and you're gonna bring you're gonna roll us out. You probably didn't think about. Like, I doubt they thought about this a month ago. No. I know they didn't because they were doing they're doing uh, beta tests for this shit um, throughout the world um, over the summer. So you've had you've had about six months to just have this running, 
and probably been thinking about it for a few months before that. And you just now, a week after you you announced it, and a week before you're going to launch it, you you're like, oh shit, our computer system that can't do this. So I don't know if I buy that, and they're not. I don't GameStop, buy it. GameStop's not saying it; it's employees speculating it. Um, I I personally think it might have more to do with like they need more have some more ground rules about it because it just feel like it's almost to me like a too good of a deal in the sense that like like I talked about last week about new games when they come out like fucking Star Wars Battlefront Two comes out came out yesterday someone trades it in today and they got one copy and someone goes and rents it and they hold that game for six months or for a month and it's like say they only get one copy of that and or two copies of that in that first month. And one person's been hoarding it for a month. Like, how does that work? I, I don't know. I think I, I'm wondering if they have to like. They're like, we gotta come up with, like, we gotta come up with some better ground rules for this stuff. Like, or maybe launch it later, like next year when the you know the holiday season's over. I don't know. Um, I just I thought we should mention it because uh, since we talked about it a decent amount last week. What, what about you, Gables? It's obvious to me that it's just a restructuring of the ground rules of what they're trying to establish. I do not buy for a minute that it has to do with something with the computer systems. I think that's basically a front by the GameStop Corporation of itself in order to try to cover the fact that they probably probably discovered very late on after they announced it that, oh, man, there are a bunch of problems, a little bit of holes inside the ground rules that they had initially. Because initially before, it's like somebody could rent a game. They could hold on to it for a very long time if they chose to, as long as they pay, like, that one-time fee of $60 and mm-hmm. stuff for the six months. So what it seems like to me is they're probably going to manipulate how long you can have specific pre-owned games for rent, which wouldn't surprise me at all, because the average mom-and-pop shop that had, like, video rentals or, like, game rentals or something probably would be, like, a week or, like, two to three days in some cases. Yeah, Yeah, giving a customer that much time, you know, for, like, a month in order to rent a game or multiple games for $60, that, that, like I said last week, that could be abused very easily. Mm -hmm. But... It doesn't surprise me that they've suspended the thing up until a later point. So it's good on them that they're going to try to work to try to make it work with their system. But at the same time, I don't trust what they are going to uh, eventually come up with. Because it's either going to be us paying more for potentially having it for like maybe a full year. Maybe like a 80 to 100 bucks possibly in the span of a year in order to rent like say a game possibly for like about a month or two or something like that something along those lines it's just the fact that i'm not 100 percent sure they will actually go forth with better ground rules than what they had initially yeah <laughs> but uh at they the didn't really point, have any rules before they didn't really have before, <laughs> that's the thing they didn't have any ground rules before and now that uh they've managed to go back after announcing it they're probably going to add a ton of stipulations in order to try to make this seem workable to their system which yeah. means that it's probably going to be worse than an average mom and pop shop in my personal opinion yeah um i still generally like the program uh yeah i uh, it, it's not for me i said last week it's not for me i'm typically someone that buys their games uh buys the games when they first come out i pre-order most of my games um 
but uh, I still think it's a good uh, idea. Uh, and think about it from another standpoint, actually. Uh, some I heard some. This is a my idea. I heard someone else say this, um, but the fact that they they bought ThinkGeek, so they do all like the merchandising stuff. They own like you go you walk into a game uh-huh. now, and everybody talks about like a third of the store is now like T-shirts and yep. coffee cups and action figures and statues yep. shit like that now. So now it's like little tiny things that you can just like, you know, like, Ooh, cool. I'm going to buy that, you know? Uh, uh, so now, like I said, like someone might go to that store like once, two, three, four times a month to rent games uh-huh. out. And they're going to walk by that stuff, you know, 30, 40 times over that course of six months. If they buy two or three things from that while they're walking by, or they pick up another game, they buy another game while they're in there during that time. That's got to be a win. Uh, they're gonna. I. I think this could still be a cool thing. Uh, I thought this would be a cool Christmas present for a lot of people. Like you know, like I, I don't like for an older person buying for their, their their grandkid or their son or daughter or whatever. And it's like I don't know what game to get you, so I got you this so you can play all the games you want. Uh, you know, it's like I. I yeah, I, I still think. It needs some. It needs some ground rules. Looking at like it's too consumer friendly to me, as far as the program goes. Uh, right. I think they need to lay some ground rules out. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm curious if, to see what happens when and if it comes back out. Uh, should yep. be interesting. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um. But Gables. Ah. Uh. I think that might wrap up the show this week. Holy shit! Already. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it flew by. The hour flew by. Um. Yeah, not really a lot going on. Uh, kind of the end of the the uh, we're getting towards that end of the uh, end of the year. So all the big games. I think Star Wars Battlefront Two was like the last big game to come out this year, uh, AAA wise. Um, so Gable's not Gable and I were talking a little bit before the show. We're already talking about game of the year stuff, man. Definitely it's crazy. We're we're making we're making plans for when we're gonna do all that, and it's gonna be a yeah. I think the next month or so is, is probably not gonna be a lot of news. Uh, it's gonna be Gables and I, and probably Justin and whatever, uh, playing through those games for Game of the Year. We got definitely. We've got you know a little over a month left before that happens. So yeah, it's uh expect a lot of that. A lot of going back, playing through our backlog. I know I still have a few games. I still I've been saying for a year, almost a year now. I need to get back to Resident Evil Seven. Uh, <laughs> I really want to play some more of that for uh for the end of the year, um, so I can talk about that. I hope maybe it might show up in the Game of the Year. Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun next month or so. Oh my god, yeah, it's gonna be plenty just to go uh, forth and just catch up on everything. Yeah, <laughs> and and here in a few days we're gonna be eating turkey and ham and watching yep. football. Man, it's gonna be a uh, gonna be an uh, an awesome next week. I'm sure next weekend. Um, I'm yes. excited about it. No work Friday, no work Thursday. All the football and delicious food I get to eat. I'm excited. Um, oh yeah except for me where it's like hey i don't have work thursday but i go friday because it's the freaking retail black apocalypse mm. you know black friday stuff i i'm so happy i don't work in retail yeah yeah i know i kind of feel the same way sometimes yeah. I, this <laughs> my, I'm ex- it's cool because this is my first job where we don't have to work for black friday that's so, awesome uh, it's it su- it, it, believe me i understand it sucks we're like you got Thursday off, and then you go back to work on a Friday. I'm like, ah, I don't want to go back to work for a day. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I'm excited for next weekend. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. 
if you guys want to uh, hear more from us or uh, know, talk to us more often, we are on Facebook, page and group, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast on that Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast on there. Like and join us on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. On YouTube, it is Drunk Nerds. Uh, subscribe to us on there. And if you're watching the video, listening to us on there, because it's not actually video, the podcast goes up on there. Give us a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Leave a comment. And on iTunes, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Leave us a five-star review. And if you can leave us a comment, we'd also greatly appreciate that. Um, and on Twitch, we're uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Follow us on there and send us a friend request. We like friends. Friends are good. Um, but other than that, I think I covered everything. Uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, enjoy your holiday. Drive safely. And among all else, game on. <laughs> game on! <laughs> Bye, guys. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number